and welcome to My Xbox and Me, episode 295, I believe. Oh. I am one of your hosts. No, five. I think you're wrong. It's five. It says oh, well, four, you but need it's... to update the running order then. What, what, what do you want from me? Whoa, 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 whoa. You Roll cannot the intro again. Let's come out of the gates <laughs> with giving me that type of energy around here. Crash, who's this guy thinking I like is? it. I what? like it. You're not on my side. I think, <laughs> I, I, I think this is what you needed to fix. This is an intervention. You know, <laughs> yeah, the way you've been hand moving in this pod, we, we haven't been feeling it lately. Wow. I've, I, my name's MC <laughs> Fixer. And uh, to my top left uh, is the one and only Two Fresh. Crash, Crash, how are you? Hello, I'm doing well. No one cares how you good. are. And the other one is Matt P. Video. Hello, Matt. The energy is. I don't is care how you are either. Let's be honest. I'm good, mate. I'm good. I'm good. You know, if what, anybody's week... brand new to this podcast right now, this is not the episode to jump in on. <laughs> ah, it's fine. We got our new. Yeah. Last... Welcome everybody who came from Unlocked last week. Just just before we all the banter, <laughs> let's get it all out of okay. the way. Before okay. that. Thank you for everyone that has come over from Unlocked. We do appreciate you. Last week was our most listened episode to date. Period. Done. Beat our Thank episode you. with Tim Gates. So there you go. Um, right. Crash, go on. Say what you're going to say. Uh, last week, you hated the fact that I paused. So this week, no pause. That's I not true. Into it, and you, you gave me some ish. That's not even That's true. So much abuse. That's not true. How's you're that a liar. not true? Because you weren't even true? here last week. Oh, you're right. It was before He's last got you. Week. He's That's got you. True. So you want to keep spreading fake news around here? Oh, That's man. on you. Guys, That's this is my you. last day on the podcast. Thanks for having me. It was a good good run. We had a good run. We had a good run. Yeah. Uh, if you don't know what my Xbox to me is, it's our weekly Xbox podcast with a bit of banter sprinkled in, clearly. Uh, here <laughs> on YouTube.com slash my Xbox and me. And of course, all podcast services. I forget to say it every week, so maybe I should start saying it. Usually we come out on a Friday. That is our, our, our go-to day. Um, so if you don't see it there on a Friday, sometimes I get up a little bit later. But every Friday is when we try to get the show up if you want to get the show early i've been having a few people message me like hey how do i actually get the show early on patreon stuff like that i will openly admit there's been a lot going on in my life i've not been able to get them up as early as i would have liked but if you want to support the show financially patreon.com slash mc fixer i am currently working on a custom ss ss RSS. RSS. That's the one. Thank you. Uh, RSS feed, uh, because people have been asking about that. So I'm working on it. I don't really understand how it all works. I'll be honest with you. Um, so just bear Forget with that. me. Um, but yeah, guys, how, how are you, Crash? Are you okay? Oh, I'm supposed to answer now. Now you're allowed. I'm, I'm, doing, I'm doing okay. You know, a little, a little heartbroken, but oh. heartbroken about what? About what you just did to me. I didn't do. I, I feel like I've been slapped in the face. Oh, I don't like it when mummy and daddy fight. <laughs> yeah, tell me. You started it, newborn. That's true. That's true. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> the divorce is all my fault. This is it. I, you know what? I take it back, Fix. None of it's your fault. It's all Matt's fault. You were yeah. right in the beginning. That's fair. That's I always, fair. I'm I excited. Always we got some really exciting news to talk about this week. I'm keen. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we have. It's weird. It's a weird one. It's a weird week of like lots of big stuff and then lots of little stuff and just mm. lots of stuff going on. But let's not forget our Patreon producers this week. Uh, the one and only Aaron Guard, FNH Paul, and the big man, Low Key Mike. Topic of the show this week, lads. 
for everyone. Sorry about time codes last week, everyone, as well. Me and Matt were just too busy podcasting. We forgot. We forgot. So that's why Crash is here. That's why we can't actually fire Crash <laughs> until we find a producer <laughs> that will give us, that will do time codes for everybody. So, yeah. Uh, topic of the show this week is Microsoft and Bethesda will reportedly be holding a joint conference next month. Um, before we get into the, the, the actual rigmarole for where all this come from, I thought I'd pose the question to both of you, which is, is this a good idea? Number one, like, is this a smart idea from Xbox to not have a one of its own shows? Or, or same thing that goes with Bethesda. Bethesda obviously have a rabid fan base. You see that with their Bethesda conferences. That's the, that's the one thing that I think I was always very impressed with. Wasn't so much what they were showing in terms of games, because Bethesda games don't usually speak to me in the same way other games, uh, games do. But the one thing I was always impressed with about their shows, which was they were fan-focused, tons of cosplay, tons of... It just felt like a really interesting, cool community all coming together to celebrate all things Bethesda. Not, do you think it's a smart idea, number one, before I start diving into more questions? Crash? Yes. Um, yeah? I think Microsoft's been pushing towards this. Bethesda is Xbox, especially like if the rumors are to be believed about Starfield being exclusive and all that stuff. It is very much so. This is the right move to make it is. Bethesda is Xbox. Bethesda is in its own thing. We're not going to dangle that hope in front of you guys. Bethesda is Xbox. The hope being for like people who are in the Xbox ecosystem. You want to play these games, be in the Xbox xbox ecosystem that's how you will play these games mm, matt what about you uh, i'm 50 50 on it i don't know um but for the for the sake of playing devil's advocate i'll go the other way i think it's a bad idea um <laughs> i think i think e3 is about capturing headlines and and um you know the mainstream finding out about your stuff and i think spacing out over a couple of days two different conferences that that hit all those xbox seo terms and get people excited and you know starfield confirmed for xbox exclusivity all that sort of stuff i think works better if you can space it out as much as you can right imagine if you could sandwich whatever sony end up doing uh with an xbox conference and a bethesda conference after or vice versa i think look, i can see both sides of it right i think everything that crash said is absolutely right um but like I say, to play devil's advocate, I would have gone the other way to try and capture as much of the conversation as possible over that E3 space. Mm. Well, if you're wondering where we got this information from, uh, this one was written uh, over on uh, nme.com by, oh, pronouncing that name is going to be hard. Is it Pua? P-U-A-H? Pua? Pile? I'm butchering that. I apologize. Yeah. Uh, but uh, this was this will come out from a interview with a French outlet from Matt Booty, which is head of Xbox Game Studios, which he's quoted saying this summer uh, to introduce players to the company upcoming projects um, per IGN tech journalist Chloe Walter, uh, who wrote the article later and noted that Twitter. This is a whole thing. Sorry, it's a little bit broken up in French as well. The the long and yeah. short of it really is, Matt Booty has confirmed that they were going to have a joint conference. A bunch yeah. of other stuff has come out now since, obviously, Jason Schreier has confirmed some things. Uh, Jeff Grubb has confirmed some things, which we're going to talk about later on in the show. But this isn't just like a news article that's come out of nowhere. No, this is actually from somebody higher up in Xbox that knows what they're talking yeah. about. Um, yeah, my point of view really is more a case of I think it's probably the right idea overall, 
because I agree with Crash. It let's not confuse people. I think that's something that Xbox has always done a poor job of is having mixed messaging and mixed marketing and really not quite understanding who they are at certain times throughout the xbox just xbox in general's life cycle where right now i feel like they know who they are they are xbox they have the most powerful machine out there um currently in the market they also know that they've just spent 7.5 billion on a company and it's a case of showing people like me and us who listen to this show uh, that they actually care about the ecosystem right and i think if they split it off i think it can leave the impression of we just want to recoup our money back as fast as possible and that's why you're going to see death loop and blah 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 blah. but no i think this this allows for xbox even if it's we don't know the exact time for the show and stuff like that even if it's like an hour long xbox show with a half an hour end of Bethesda, which I don't think it will be. I think it will be solidly mixed in. I don't think it will be separate even like that. But I think it's the right thing to do, even if it does mean for a longer show, which I usually like my showcases to be around an hour long personally because I feel like you can... That's sort of a sweet spot, but you now have how many more studios now to you have to talk about and things that you want to get people excited about. And yeah, I think for me, it's it's the right thing to do. Will it pay off? Will it matter in the end? I don't know. I generally, I generally don't know. Is this going to help Game Pass subscriptions? I don't know. I, also I, think, think, I think so. Go on, crash. I think it gives them the benefit of like refining the content that they're showing as well, right? Yep. It isn't like we need to fill out a two-hour gap or whatever. It is we will have enough, and then we can also push stuff to the side for a um, a inside Xbox Summer Games Fest. I think you're gonna. The, what I think is gonna happen is you're gonna see Xbox come with the really, really, really big hitters at their E3 showcase, and then the Summer Games Fest. I don't know exactly. I haven't read up on it yet, which we're gonna talk about later in the show, right? Um, I know Xbox have announced that they're partnering with it, with a bunch of other people. Yeah. Do we know if that's like a separate day of E3, and like what what is it? Do we know yet? think they said it's the 14th so i don't know where everything falls in i think summer yeah. games fest is its own thing so it's its yeah. own conference if i'm not mistaken i think we have an article about it coming up later yeah um it is its own conference it's a set amount of time so i do think so i think we get the big hitters we'll see reruns and stuff like that i don't yeah. know if we'll get reruns but i think you'll see the big hitters at xbox's showcase to really go toe-to-toe -to -toe with nintendo let's say um or ubisoft who are going to be showing their big third party games xbox come with their big hitters they can, can then compete on a... I don't really like the whole war of E3, personally, like who won the showcase. It's like they're all advertisers. That's literally what this is, to advertise games. Yeah. Um, but I think they'll come with the big ones and then they'll push off maybe some of the smaller projects that they've partnered with people on on the idea Xbox front or second party-wise that will get pushed to Summer Games Fest. Maybe? Yeah, yeah I, I think that. I, I think you're probably right. And I think they're probably looking at you know, there definitely is this mentality of who won E3, right? And so if you can barrel it all into one show, Xbox is just more likely to win E3, right? Than saying, well, Xbox had a good show and Bethesda had a good show, but they are separate things. And so PlayStation won E3, right? You don't want that conversation to happen. And PlayStation so, are not even at E3, so they can't win E3. Well, just so yeah, we're fully you know aware. I, you know what I mean? Yeah, just, yeah, yeah, just, yeah. You can't win something you're not at, Matt. Just so you're aware. <laughs> just so you're we'll aware. See. We'll see. We'll yeah, see. If they announce a red PlayStation, I'm sure people will flip Break good point, good point, um, good point. Uh, <laughs> we gotta do games. anything else. No game is just a red place. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Um, but yeah, I, I think you're right, right? I like, yeah, I always think of these things from like an SEO 
standpoint and That's like capturing <laughs> the i know i know i know i'm capturing that seo market for as long as possible and so spreading out this information over a really busy period is is kind of the way to do that yeah um but i can totally see both sides of it right i wouldn't have been surprised if this headline was the other way around and it was xbox confirmed that bethesda are gonna have their own conference and we'd be having the same conversation you know what i mean so um yep yeah for anyone who doesn't know what SEO is, is search engine optimized. This is a term used within the industry for like articles and things like that. It's how we get our traction going. So my Xbox in me would be a SEO term. So if people then search for it, it comes up on Google and things like that. Because I'm sure there's a lot of people listening going, what the hell are they talking about? <laughs> sure, uh, apologies. <laughs> Too inside baseball. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Let's get into a fixer's sack this week. This is where you can ask your questions. Email in myxboxinmepodcast at gmail.com or hit us up in my Discord uh, with the questions in the My Xbox in Me tab for questions. First one comes in from Luke Alderslayer and says, question for the podcast. If Halo Infinite comes out this year, slash next year and is overwhelmingly disappointed at launch do you think xbox and 343 should support it long term and hope they can turn it around or do you think xbox should finally make the big call and give up with 343 and halo maybe put in the series on hiatus or completely rebooting with a new studio maybe a bethesda studio such as id software Crash, I'm going to go to you first because I think you're probably the biggest Halo fan out of the three of us here. What happens if if Halo is underwhelming this year or next? I know. It's, I think if Halo is underwhelming, I think chances are Microsoft puts it away for a while. I think Halo has... Halo's in a really unfortunate position where its core fan base is very split on what they want from the game. So no matter what happens with Halo, I don't see it ever like being a blowout success simply because of its own audience. Because yeah. there's people in Halo who are like, well, I want that old school Halo feel. I don't want running. I want dual wielding. Why can't I play as Covenant and all these things? And there's people who like the newer games. And they are two distinct styles, right? Going from a Halo 1 to Halo 5 is a very different experience. And so I think it has that sort of difficulty going with it. Um, I don't think I'd want to see bethesda touch it not even its software i like what its software does i just don't think that a doom feels like halo i do think those are two different experiences and whether you like it or not three for threes games do feel like an evolution of halo but i do think the game needs to sort of go away for a while if this isn't a super success or not a super success just successful this is the question so that they can sort of work on ideas the question I would love to the, that change it then is like what does it need to be to be considered successful to you like, I, I, for me, I'm like, all it needs to do is have that. If they can, if they have a battle royale, I know we we always come back to battle royale with Halo, like, and it's free to play and it's actually good. Like, I'm not saying people are, are done with Call of Duty or Fortnite, but if they can eat away from that mind share and that market share, it could be humongous, like really big. And I kind of think this doesn't live or die on its single player. For me, like, I think people will play it single player and they will either love it or hate it. But if they can make that free-to-play multiplayer work across Xbox and PC, it, that could be the thing that drives Halo into the next, the next level and gets the people like me or the casual audience. I'm, obviously, we're not going to see Master Chief dancing unless you play it in Fortnite. Like, that's the only way you're going to see that. But... To you, what does it need to do to be considered a success? Because I don't think even it getting tens out of tens on every outlet would even make it a success. Yeah, I think for me, it just has to. 
Halo's always had a problem, at least with the 343 games, where if you look at 4, it's like the multiplayer is horrible. Uh, some people don't like the campaign. The, campa the campaign's divided. Some people argue Halo 4 is an overall bad game. I think they need to come out with a mode where it's like the multiplayer is generally well-received, um, and then the single player is generally well-received. I don't think it needs to be a case where it blows you out of the water for either of them. I think a BR game, like you mentioned, would be fantastic for the game, yeah. but I don't think it even necessarily needs that. It's just what's there can't be, can't be looked at as a flawed product by a majority of the people. Mm. Matt, what about you? It is a lot, right? Like, I, I, I disagree. I don't think it can be okay, especially the single player. I think, I think, you know, for better or worse, the hype around this game at this point, the delays, the gameplay that's come out, the kind of new open world aspect to it have made people think that this is going to be a kind of reboot akin to God of War in whatever year that was that we never I've got to right. stop you. I've got to stop you. You always say that, and I 100% disagree with you. You say that so much, and, and I it, think to myself, no, because we weren't expecting that. And even with what we've seen, it's not akin to a God of War reboot, in my opinion. Yeah. I, I, I think I, the open I, world aspect of it could could do that. It could be enough. Hmm. But the open world aspect also kind of goes back to Halo 1, which did have this sort of more open sure. world Metrovania type, Metroidvania type of aspect sure. to it, where you're backtracking and you have this world to explore type of feel. It just seems like I this feel would like, be that on a bigger scale. I feel like anything that gets rebooted nowadays just always gets compared to God of War because God of yeah. War was so amazing. And I just it think it it's so super... Well. I think it's such a super uncom unfair comparison to like hold it to that sort of level. I think Halo looks great. I think it looks really good. I love. I loved what I saw of it, and it was like, oh, this actually looks interesting for someone who's not interested in Halo. But it, it yeah, doesn't look it. the way God, God of War... I never played a God of War, ever. I never yeah. played one. I thought those games looked garbo, in my opinion. Just didn't like it. When the new God of War came out, I was like, I have to play this. This looks crazy. I don't think it's like that with Halo. Halo, I've played Halo. I've enjoyed Halo. I've just never understood the lore. I've never understood the world. Where yeah. this new one feels like, well, I'm going to get to understand the lore in the world and maybe they'll make me care and they'll add some new mechanics. The grappling hook looked dope in my opinion. And again, people yeah. are very divided on that. But it's like, I don't know. Just, sorry, just not to, not to go on too no, much. No, no, no. But no I do, I, I do I, think, I totally like, I do, I do think that like, we always, with reboots, remakes and stuff, like, God of War did it. Yes. And they did it really well. But they're not the only person to ever reboot a game. <laughs> Yeah. No, but I think That's they're an example of of the team doing it correctly, and and to huge success, right? Like you say, they're bringing in that new audience, and and but Halo is one of those things that every gamer knows of, but I don't think at this point every mainstream gamer has played or understands. Like you say, I I think it's been so long since the last installment, and so many new people are in this ecosystem now with the Series X and S and Game Pass. Yeah. That they they do have to understand that not everybody's going to have played Combat Evolved who's jumping into this Halo. And so they need to capture Which I people, think they have. Right? Which I think, I... I think they will. I do think that that, I think, what you are saying, I think they will achieve with this game. That doesn't make it a good game. And that's game, all though. I want. When that's I say that's what I want. make it a good yeah. game, yeah. Okay, agreed, agreed. But I totally agree with what you were saying earlier where you are saying you don't think this game lives or dies on the single player. No. Totally agree with that. Yeah. I don't think it does. I think it's all about the multiplayer. And... I think a best case scenario for this game is in two years time, we think of it in a similar way to Rainbow Six Siege or Overwatch. 
Agreed. Like it's still there. It's it's yep. probably not it's top five games being streamed on Twitch. It's probably not. But there's an esports scene around it. There is a hardcore fan base around it, and people are still playing it. Those servers are still populated. I think that's a best case scenario for Halo because it's a limited audience, right? It's not on mobile. Well, who knows hey, with XCloud, hey, right? But that's like, bad. Hey, hey. <laughs> but my point is, it, it it is locked off in an ecosystem, right? Nobody's playing on PlayStation, right? Yeah. And so, like, you, you've locked off a, yeah, a group yeah. of gamers there, and and so it could only go so far. Um, but I think that's kind of a best case scenario for it. And I think I think you're right. I think. Look, every, they're lining everything up to make sure that I think it can be as successful as possible with the free-to-play multiplayer and stuff like that. I think it's going to be a huge deal. Agreed. And I think going back to Luke's question, they have to double down on this. If it's disappointing at launch, people don't like it. There's no way in my mind that they abandon it after a year. Like it proved, has to be a Rainbow Six Siege. It has to be a you know. They've proven that they won't double. They won't just abandon it anyway. Well, look what happened with Master Chief Collection. Like that come yeah, out that's... horrendously. Yeah. Like that game was in such bad shape. I bought that game day one because again I wanted to try and become a Halo fan. Being the next doing an Xbox podcast, it didn't work. I'm sorry, um, but <laughs> I don't. They definitely will not abandon it. And Xbox. No. I don't think I can remember a scene. What like once a game is out, can we name an Xbox game first party that they just abandoned? Like I, even uh, even um what's the game the fighting game that we didn't like in the end? Instinct. No, oh how dare you! Oh, oh Chris, Whoa. get him! Oh, get him. I feel hurt. Uh, Bleeding Edge, Bleeding Edge is what I'm talking about. That Bleeding wasn't Edge. just abandoned. <laughs> that game didn't just get yeah. abandoned. It had no player base, so they stopped yeah. making new content. But it didn't just get abandoned out of the blue because it was a broken or not no. very good game. It just it didn't cater, it didn't cultivate an audience. Is the problem with that, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think in Halo's defense, also Halo generally, even Halo Five and Halo Four, tends to keep an audience for a certain amount of time. There's still people that play Master Chief Collection, yep. and that's still been getting like new content recently. Mm -hmm. So it's like I I don't see them. I think it would be even if Halo wasn't even if the new Halo wasn't a super big success. I think it would be a dumb move on Microsoft to just abandon it and be like, "Yep, we're done." That is Halo. That is their that is their franchise that is the face of xbox for a lot of people when they think back on halo they think back to the old xbox days when they were playing uh halo 1 and halo 2 and all those mm -hmm. mm. let's move on next question we're gonna go with is from rough star who says with microsoft pushing uh pushing to have game pass everywhere possible with xclad including browsers would it be beneficial for those that haven't upgraded yet to get a ps5 instead of an xbox series x if you can play via clad then you can have the best of both worlds for exclusives anyway absolutely not that is absolutely crazy talk because xclad isn't where it needs to be yet it isn't a one-for-one -one experience until no. the time comes that is a one-for-one -one experience between what you are getting on a series x compared or even s or even s um and what you're getting on xclad it being the same near enough the same experience no that's not even an argument to be had not at all because i think if you are somebody that is wants to play gears 5 or Gears Tactics or Forza or name insert exclusive game here, you are you are doing yourself a disservice at this moment in time, as we record the twenty first of the fifth, twenty twenty one, or the fifth of the twenty first, we're mostly American audience. Um, <laughs> you would be doing yourself a disservice playing any of those titles solely on Game Pass. 
Game Pass, uh, sorry, X-Clad. solely on XCloud or whatever they call it, Cloud Gaming Xbox. Mm-hmm. It is an app that is, I think it is a added experience. It is not an only experience yet. Yeah. Like, yeah, I no, totally agree I, with you. No, I, no way. Yeah, go on. I think um, it'll be really interesting to see where we are in five years' time if we ask this question again. Yeah. Um, but right now, I, I totally agree with you. You're not going to have... Uh, you're not going to have a fantastic experience with Halo on xCloud. Like, that's just not going to happen, right? You're not going to be able to have a fun online experience, I think, even if you have the best internet I think in the world. You'll, I, um, I disagree with you. I think you can have a fun experience. Sure. I, think, I just well, don't think you can have the best experience. And as gamers, we're still early adopters in these new consoles, right? So even if you're yeah. considering buying it, you want the best experience. And xCloud, I showed it here on the show, um, it just right now, it takes too long to load into games. The screens are just too small. I know you can play on an iPad or on a, a PC through the web browser. Go on. Well, one thing I noticed when I, I've been messing around with xCloud as well over the last month or so, um, that, that loading in thing, very much dependent on the game. Game. Like, yep. load, loading into Banjo-Kazooie is pretty... It, it's not quick, but it's certainly quicker than what we showed on the show when, yeah. whenever it was three weeks ago. It's also got better um, since then. I yeah, found my yeah, experience has, well. has got extremely better since then because I think not everyone's smashing servers as much. That day, yeah, probably, The day right? we showed it was day one. So yeah. it was only yeah. going to get better as time goes on, right? I just exactly. I just think this whole, this, whole, this whole thing about... Um, buying a playstation over an xbox like if you are somebody who if you are somebody who wants both experiences the best thing to do is to buy a pc and a playstation not buy an xbox a playstation and a xclad and a pc is way more expensive than an xbox like if you want if you want a good experience that's that's the best way to go but even still i've got a pc i've i'm i'm sorting out new pc stuff and that's where i'm starting to lead towards a lot more in my gaming experience which lucky for me xbox um just so happened to be supporting game pass pc just as much as they are game pass console but I'm able to have the best of both worlds. I think that's kind of where we're at. I think a lot of people always go with the fact of like, oh, it's too expensive to have everything. And I'm like, yeah, I agree. It's really expensive to have everything. But this is my only hobby. So I'm always going to have everything. Like I'm not into smoking or drinking. So I will buy both consoles and, an, and, and a Switch that I pick up the Pokemon Snap and just don't even play. And I don't get those games for free just so for, for, for full... Um, transparency like i i still buy all of my nintendo games it's because i want to have the best experience right like i don't know that's just that's just a me thing i guess do you feel like this conversation changes slightly when xcloud becomes available on xbox like on the s right would you recommend then an s over an x because you're saying i recommend an s over x now if you can't afford an x sure that's all it it comes down to money right that's all it comes down to for me is like I don't think you should buy an S because I think you need that extra storage. You are going to end up needing more storage. Otherwise, you're going to get super frustrated with having to uninstall things or moving things. That experience, though a lot faster now, still isn't as quick as as what you would want because you're not running it off of SSDs. You're running. But that's it what from, I'm saying. Yeah. If you, if you have XCloud built into it, then you can say right. I want to try Halo. I play Halo for an hour. Really enjoy it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Now I'm going to set it downloading keep playing for another hour while it's downloading and now in two hours i have the best experience 
and I, you know, can delete stuff and I can always play that stuff I've deleted on xCloud if I want to. Like, I think yeah. and the conversation changes but Halo's 100 gig. When Halo gets to, gets to that, well, I'm not saying it is at launch, but it will get to that size because of all the updates Eight. and stuff like that. And then you can't... They got you're not, it. Oh, go on. It's going to be a separate for multiplayer and stories, surely, right? Like, they're going to separate all that stuff out. I would have thought and so. The BR mode separate as well, maybe? maybe? No, the BR mm. mode won't be separate. That'd be in with the multiplayer. It would be in the multiplayer, yeah. yeah. I'm sure it would be, but... What do you think, Crush? Um, I think, like, the big the big show, like my, uh, Matt was saying, was when this comes to Xbox and when it's natively on PC and not through the browser that's meant mm -hmm. for, that is meant for mobile. That's meant for iOS. Um, once we see that, I think that'll be where you can really tell whether this is something that's viable. Cause as of right now, it's still in beta. Like right now, absolutely not. I don't think that's the recommendation. I think anybody who recommends that to you, uh, is doing a disservice. Um, like Fix said, like if you do want the cheaper option, the Series S is there. I do think the Series S is a great option as well. It's more powerful than it's it's more powerful than you would assume, especially when you look at the size. Yes. Uh, who was it? Somebody in Discord. Yeah, got Mr. A Stylish. Mr. Stylish yeah. got one as very recently. It was like, wow, this thing's tiny. Yeah, and I kind of forgot because it's like sitting there off the side, and then I looked at it when I saw that, and I was like, it is very very tiny. It's not big at all. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think. If if xCloud is going to be a viable option to replace Xbox, I think we won't know that for a while. Yeah. Fair enough. Let's move into what's been in our box. What's everyone been playing this week? Crash, we'll start with you. What have you been playing? Uh, I played the Fantasy Star Online 2 oh. Genesis Beta. Oh, okay. Yeah. Any good? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I enjoyed it. It was... I, I kept stepping away from it and I was... Maybe I play a little bit more, and I kept playing it, and then I went in, and every time I played, I was like, "This feels so outdated uh, already. Damn. It feels like an old game." I think yeah. if you like Fancy Star Online too, that this will be probably fantastic for you. I think it'll be great. Yeah, but there's just something about it. I think it's still using like the same engine. It looks better, but it doesn't look that better. It doesn't look a current like a current gen game. It still looks like you could argue a PS3 game. MMO though, PS3 right? Game. It's an MMO, MMOs yeah, so it is a different MMOs experience. never really looked, like, that amazing. Yeah, Not that, that that's an excuse. True. Like, they could have been the one to, to really make it look amazing. But, yeah, it's hard. Very it, hard to, yeah, to do. That's very fair. It's usually more about the experience, which yeah. I enjoyed myself, I think, because it's also free to play whenever the game comes out. I'll probably put some time into it. Um, that was... I, I enjoyed it more than I thought I would, to be honest. Okay. Fair enough. Anything else? Uh, I played what? Slay the Spire. Ah, oh, I heard great I things about that. that. It, it, a little bit of a cheat game for Game Pass. I, I went back to. I've played it before, but I decided to go back to it. Uh, I had some friends talking about it a while back, and I was like, I kind of want something to play. I don't want something that takes a super long time. Yeah, I wanted to Slay the Spire. Um, I really like that game. It kind of reminded me that. It's probably one of the better roguelike experiences I've played. If you haven't played it and you like roguelike experiences and you like card games as well, I think that is a fantastic game to play. Hmm. Is that everything? Uh, I want We're embargoed. We're embargoed at the butt cheeks on lots of stuff. So, yes. Yeah. <laughs> you went back to what? Final Fantasy? Final Fantasy X Remastered. We oh. had talked about it. You asked if you should try it. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to jump back into it. 
uh, I played about an hour or two, and I was like, wow, I forgot how much more cinematic this is compared oh, to yeah. earlier Final Fantasy yeah, games. Yeah, yeah. I, that's the one of the games I've actually played. Like, before my uh, 15 Final Fantasy experience and obviously 7 Remake, um, 10 was one of the very few games that I got. I don't really know how far I got, but far enough, because I remember being like, this game is like amazing, magical. It, like, yeah. What's the, the Blitzball? Blitzball, to me, was like, the best thing on ever. I was like, I can play football yeah. in this dome? <laughs> like, this is amazing. Like, yeah. But is, is the remake yeah. good or? The re uh, it's, it still feels dated. It feels like an old game. It has a really long opening, like a really long and slow opening with yeah. like, the narrative feels chunky just because we're not used to getting narratives in that type of style anymore. We're used to the more uh, current up-to-date style. And so, yeah. Uh, I think it's a good like if you're really nostalgic for it and you want to play it it's on game pass i think it's on game pass pc as well yeah so there's plenty of places to play it mm. yeah. matt p what have you been playing my dude? i've been playing embargoed things and uh resident evil village still i'm in my third run of the campaign now and uh, we love it so let's get to the point shall we because you're a big dumb dumb you are oh, big dumb true. dumb. I'm, I'm a big, big dumb dumb. dumb. Thank so you for I, everybody last week who told me I was a big dumb dumb. I appreciate you. I knew you was a big dumb dumb. That would make yeah. that would be literally fair. make no sense. No, not be fair. Nothing. No. Nope. 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 Can I ask a question? Feel free. Please do. How big of a dumb dumb was Matt? So last so week, deal, right, Crash? Okay. Let me tell yeah. my side of the please, story. Please, okay? <laughs> please, 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 please. When you finish Resident Evil Eight, yeah. To be fair, to be fair to the game, it says, hey, if you want to if you want to jump back in, then continue from your last save from your end of game save and you will carry over some items. That's what it says when you finish the game. I did not think that that meant continue your last save to play New Game Plus. Well, it's, it's, they don't, it's not called New Game Plus. That's why. Well, but it I'm, is New Game Plus. I'm, yeah. I'm going to be 100% honest, Matt. <laughs> that sounds like you played the last save to play the New Game Plus. No, I know. But, but I do you know what the thing was, Crash? He come on the podcast and was like, oh, I'm playing it on hard difficulty, yeah? And it's impossible. I can't believe I, like, I haven't, I've got all my old guns. I'm like, wait. Because I didn't, I beat the game and didn't play. I was left with a traumatic experience in the end, um, where I was like, "I'm not playing this again." Ugh, grumpy fix off, bump, 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 bump. Um, and I was like, "Wait a minute, that doesn't sound right." Like, would you, you, wait, so you're telling me you spend all this time in the game upgrading guns, un upgrading box space? There's a men there's a whole food system that you can't even do on the one playthrough. I yeah. just thought, no, there's no way this game doesn't have New Game Plus. So I went and checked it myself. That's the only game I've played this week, um, outside of Embargo stuff. And I was just like, of course there's a new... You just do it. It's the same as Resident Evil 4. You override that save and you continue it. That's your New Game Plus save. You know what, Fixer? We're not the best readers in the world, okay? That's so when you, you give me what? a text box to you read at the what? end of the game... Facts. You've done yourself in. You've That's, done yourself in. That's big facts. That's big facts. If I had a little voice line from Chris Redfield going, <laughs> hey, Matt, well done on complete the game. If you <laughs> want to play your name Plus, as well, do this, then I would have got hey, it, Matt. right? I would have got it. You know, Matt, so. Matt, I've just finished punching boulders. But remember, <laughs> if you would like to play New Game Plus, here it is. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. Are I'm on still my third it? playthrough now, which is New Game Plus, and uh, it's great. You still, yeah, you still I'm, I'm, it? Yeah, I'm loving it. 
yeah, loving it. I, I do wish there was, because there were like challenges to complete during the story, right? Yeah. I wish there was an easy way to like jump back into that section of the story. Um, so I can just do that challenge. I guess that's a bit cheap. Um, it but is because the game can be beaten kind of so me. quickly. I missed one. The game yeah, exactly. can be beaten so fast. Now, this is what I love about Resident Evil as well. It's like the first playthrough is always your longest because as soon oh, as you sure. know what to do, you just nothing scares you anymore, really. Yeah. Because you don't play it in that same way. Like you're not 100%. walking around slowly, you're not approaching corners like that. Now you're running around like it's Call of Duty and you're 360 no scoping falls. 100%. That also kind of an annoyance is that you have to play the opening like before you get your gun and stuff. Like I kind of wish it would just drop you into that like first encounter and then yeah. kind of set you off from there because yeah, you have to like you're injured and you're walking through the forest and ooh, it's spooky, but it's not spooky and I can't run at full speed and it's yeah. just annoying because I'm just here to be out of the challenges and like run. Th- do you know what I mean? So uh, that's kind of annoying, but is what it is. Is what it I'm is. I'm still loving indeed. it. Good. Still loving it. Yeah, no, I I jump back in. I'm getting ready to start doing some speed runs in the game. I'm going to do my knife only. Debating whether I want to go for the 1000G on it. I'll be honest. I've said I've always said I'll go for a 1000G on games that I love. And considering yeah. I didn't... I didn't hate Resident Evil Village by no stretch of the imagination. But I wouldn't say I sat here and loved it the way I the way I would have. But don't ever question my loyalty. I've got a 200-pound collector's edition behind me. Um, but yeah, so I, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of on the edge of like... Do I carry on? Do I not? What do I do? There's so much coming out, so much going on. I'm like, do I really have time for this? And for those wondering, the embargo stuff, you'll know about it relatively soon because I'm sure there's loads of people going, oh, blah, 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 blah. We can't say anything about dates or anything like that, but soon. Let's jump into this week's dashboard and get through this as quickly as possible. Uh, First up, Microsoft closes extra cheap Xbox Game Pass Ultimate and EA Play loophole. Uh, in case you guys didn't hear about this, Xbox have kind of stopped doing the old uh, one-pound excess now. They are finally, 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 finally sort of decided, well, this is how things go. This one was written by Robert Anderson over at IGN and says, Microsoft have officially closed a loophole that was allowing uh, current Xbox Game Pass users to extend their membership at a discounted rate by subscribing to EA Play. Oh, no, they're still doing the pan stuff then. I thought this was a different thing. Uh, The loophole involved buying EA Play one-year membership, which would auto-convert to four months of Game Pass Ultimate if you were currently an Ultimate member. We highlighted this trick plenty of times and it was objectively a great deal and 50% off a whole year of Game Pass if you stacked your purchase on EA Play Passes. You can now still convert EA Play to Game Pass Ultimate, but now it's only equivalent to an extra two months rather than four, effectively bringing EA Play to the conventional price of the same as its uh, bracket of Ultimate at $14.99. So there you go. They haven't stopped the £1 thing at all. I thought they had. I'm about to sneeze. No, no, no. So yeah, there's there's still a few workarounds where you can get cheaper Game Pass, right? How? They're like, Tell people. Let them know now. If, I don't know if it's uh, the most ethically sound thing in the world, but if you used a VPN to buy Xbox Brazil... We don't do that. I'll, I'll be honest, you really shouldn't do that, because at some point it happens with tons of games where like you can buy stuff in che- cheaper in other countries. You end up screwing the prices in those countries because they end up upping the prices yeah. a lot of times. So yeah. even if you think about doing that, I would highly recommend not doing that for the Xbox fans in Brazil. I agree. I agree. But my point is there are plenty of loopholes to to get other ways of, of getting cheap Game Pass. And, and eventually, yes, they're going to crack down and... 
you know, they just want people in at the end of the day. I'm sure they knew they've known about this for a long, long time, right? And have actively not shut it down. And I don't know what changed uh, their decision process on that. I'm sure maybe it has something to do with E3 being around the corner and them knowing maybe they'll get a spike of subscribers when they yeah. show off Halo and they show off X, Y, and Z. So, um, and so they thought, well, we'll close it now. Considering that I was wrong, because I thought this was about the pan thing. When do you think they stop doing the pan entry stuff? When do you think they'll stop Never. doing that? Never. When when X cards fully out. Yeah, maybe maybe when it's not in beta or whatever. Um, I, I, look, you see companies do this all the time. Like you know, sometimes they're not directly tied in, right? But you can get your first month free of Spotify in a multitude of different ways, whether it's your phone contract or this or that. Like there are so many ways to get that, and so I think they'll keep doing that. Can I just, it's just say a good way of getting people in? I absolutely hate the fact that my ultimate. Game Pass Ultimate gives you Spotify for three months, right? But my Spotify mm. account, I can't use it on because I've already used a month before. I'm like, I'm not it's making a whole... So... I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. So I paid, technically I didn't pay for something because I got my Game Pass for free. So maybe I should shut the hell up. But I'm speaking for the people. So you paid, you paid for your Game Pass Ultimate to reap the benefits of this stuff. And you can't even reap the benefits unless you make a brand new account. It's annoying. It's annoying. I agree. Yeah. I remember when this first came out, I was so excited. I was like, I got three months of Spotify. This is going to be dope. And I want to connect my account. They're like, you've already had Spotify yeah. premium. And it's like, no, thank you. I I just like, I get it. It makes, makes perfect sense. sense. Yeah. Yeah. I don't blame them for it. But part of me resents them a little bit, you know? Damn straight. Me too. And I definitely shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely have no legs to stand on. I'm with you. I'm 100% with you. Next up, Starfield will release. Could easily have been topic of the show. Starfield mm. will release. Uh, release date looks like it will be in 2022. And it will reportedly be a PC slash Xbox exclusive. Uh, this one was written by Jeff. Well, it wasn't written by, sorry. This one was tweeted out by Jeff Grubb and said, Starfield is exclusive to Xbox and PC, period. This is me confirming that. So, a little bit misleading. Jeff Grubb can't confirm that, right? Like, he's an industry insider and he's quite reliable in what he says. But he's like, yeah. Like, well, he, it's he, still can a confirm, rumor. he can confirm what he's been told, which sure, that's him. But it that's is still a rumor. Yeah. Well,. To be fair, I'm pretty sure this came up with him where he's like, this is him uh, confirming it as a journalist and not for Xbox. He made yeah, that yeah. distinction as well. Yeah, in, uh, yeah 100%. 100%. Well. What do we think? Like, we, um, we've we all sat on this podcast and definitely discussed Bethesda at length. Me and Crash covered the yeah. big news when it came out. And the, obviously the conversation back then would have been, will the games be exclusive? We then had uh, the Xbox Bethesda sit down and there was, oh, well, well legacies and all this stuff. Um, I personally thought this was not going to be the case. I thought they were going to charge PlayStation fans 70 bucks and let like Xbox players just get it through Game Pass. And that's how they were going to cover their 7.5 billion. And I was wrong. I was a hundred. I'm very happy to admit when I'm wrong. And I'm happy that I was wrong as well, by the way. Like, this is a big win for Xbox fans, right? Yeah, I think once we got Xbox's profits and how much money they made, it was very apparent that they were going to go exclusive with a lot of their games. I think at that point was because it's not Xbox isn't like hurting to make some money on the side. Xbox isn't hurting to cover that uh, bill. That bill's probably already been covered by at this point and they're yep. looking to invest in other things. 
Um, I'm glad this is the case, to be honest. Um, we talked about, like, does Microsoft need to play dirty and all these things. I think this is the case of, like, some people view this as playing dirty. I'm like, nope, this, for me, this makes absolute sense. I'm really glad this is the case. Uh, very unconventional way to get the news, though. Yeah, it is weird to get it through journalists of not that not that again we get a load of stuff through jason schreier of course jeff grubb of again he's doing his job at the end of the day he's he's not that he has to confirm this but he has and that's his decision to do that um i'm i'm a little bit disappointed because the pop would have been humongous at e3 imagine the three of us live on my xbox and me uh talking about it and that moment yeah. of xclad exclusive on xbox and then all three of us are like ah! now i think it takes away from that a little bit but in the same breath it's still a dope it's still a dope thing it's a dope thing if the game's good by the way and not no it's a dope yeah, thing period yeah. we just hope the game is good <laughs> yeah i think it's important to point out as well like jason stryer was also tweeting out about this a little bit and, yep. and i think that was off the back of somebody saying that Starfield was basically done, has been since last September, and mm -hmm. that they're just really polishing it so they're not yep. to fall into the same trap as Fallout 76. And then Jason Schreier came out and said, that's not true. The game's going to come out late 2022, and it's not done. Um, so there is still there's still stuff up in the air about this, right? I think, you know, we're going to do an E3 predictions episode, so I don't want to get too far into it. I think we see a lot of gameplay of Starfield, hopefully, uh, this year at E3. And off the back of that, it'll be interesting to see what people think of this game um because we really don't know what it is right we like we're connecting dots right we know it's called starfield it's set in space and uh, it's made by bethesda and so people have this idea of what this game is going to be but we could be totally wrong right we could be i, I think... highly doubt we are <laughs> yeah me too me too but i think just on the same gameplay front i think people forget like we've seen nothing but a title card for this game yeah like exactly. officially we haven't gotten anything so i don't think we see gameplay if i'm being honest oh no really. we definitely I, see gameplay we definitely I think we see, see some sort of trailer for it i don't think we see gameplay we can discuss it later on. but in the, the same breath do you remember when we got gameplay for what was it we got gameplay for assassin's creed Technically, at that Xbox Game uh, Games Conference thing, yeah, we where it wasn't really got gameplay. gameplay, but it wasn't yeah, really yeah. what we was expecting gameplay. So I think we'll get we will get gameplay. Might not be what we're thinking in terms of like here's the hub and here's this and here's that, but we're gonna get gameplay guaranteed in their eyes. I think it'll just be interesting. I think the thing that I'm most interested in seeing is is the tone of the game. Um, is it tongue in cheek humor like Fallout? Is it very serious like a Mass Effect style thing? Like what are they going for with this i don't know i think it'll probably be more fallout tone wise um but i'd be interested to see that aspect of it because fallout does have a very unique tone uh that people love i think and so i would like this to be something unique not like a carbon copy of what fallout is and so that's what gets me excited Let's move on to some more Starfield news, which is uh, Starfield's rumor claims Tom Cruise is starring in Bethesda's new game. Uh, this one is written from Games Radar by, is it Hiron? Shout out. A new Starfield rumor uh, claims none other than Hollywood powerhouse Tom Cruise is starring in the game. Earlier today, on May 18th, a pretty... Uh, perplexing rumor started uh, doing the rant over on gaming uh, leaks and reddit uh, subreddit rumors uh, buried within a uh, compilation of 
previous Starfield rumours was a claim that Hollywood star Tom Cruise was starring in the upcoming space-firing game from Bethesda. In short, the claim comes uh, from three self-professed uh, Starfield insiders, each of which claims that Bethesda has recruited Tom Cruise for their new game. Additionally, the insiders point out to the 2018 tweet from Bethesda's Game Studios twi Twitter account just below as hinted that the actor actually has signed on in the game. And the tweet read like this, which was Bethesda Game Studios Twitter. Hey, at Tom Cruise, huge fans. would love to take... Uh, take on would love sorry loved your take on oblivion and now fallout we sorry want to get a head start on our next thing hashtag call me does this matter do we care is the truth i believe it, it. yeah i, I think believe it i think i think this probably happened a long time after 2018 i think probably didn't have anything to do with this tweet i think it probably had something to do with cyberpunk and and keanu reeves and and that becoming a thing right like that was a big deal for both keanu reeves and the game like yep. people were talking about him in a different space and so it's easy for tom cruise's management to see that and tom cruise to see that and go oh this is legit I, you know tom cruise apparently tweeting about oblivion and, and fallout maybe and so there's a connection there already and then him saying yeah i'm in for this and it's middle of a pandemic although tom cruise has actually been quite busy during the pandemic but for him to jump into a vo booth and do a thing and and yeah that's what i would imagine this is right and do you think it's just probably, vo do you not think it will be like yeah. a full you don't think it'll be no. like a full tom cruise is the star of this game like i say i think he's been one of the few actors who's been very busy in in the pandemic right they've still been shooting a lot with tom cruise and he's kind of been the um the what's the word i'm looking for not poster boy but like he's, he's been the one pushing hollywood forward of new ways to shoot in the pandemic right and been quite vocal about that and there was that viral thing of him screaming at a load of crew right because they weren't adhering to the new pandemic rules um and so yeah like he's been very active during the pandemic and, and busy so yeah it would surprise me if he's like a really big character in this I think him being a voice or something is is probably more reasonable. I don't think we'll see him on like an E3 stage like we do Keanu Reeves and stuff like that. Um, I hope not. I think, but I that's the it. that's the one thing I generally I I couldn't give two craps if Tom Cruise is in this game. Number one, uh, number yeah. two. Yeah, I really hope they don't double down on it like they did with Keanu Reeves. It worked with him, and I think he it felt legit. The yeah. your breathtaking yeah. moment was legit. It was, it was, it was, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, organic. Authentic. Authentic. That's the word yeah. I was looking for. Thank you. Um, you know, he seemed happy to be there. And unfortunately, we've watched plenty of E3s. I've, I was at the EA play with Jose Mourinho there. And it's just like, yep, you didn't want to be here, but you got paid a shed ton of money. So you're here. And I yeah. just don't want, we've seen obviously The Rock do it for Xbox before and Pele and all these, all these other superstars, absolute megastars come out and they're just long and drawn out and boring and just not interesting. Like we've only had one of those work in a game that unfortunately turned out to be not very good in all like it was a broken mess so yeah i hope they just go yeah tom Cruise in the game and there's a vo line from him and that's it like like that's all it needs to be i don't need more than that personally what about you crush i agree with you unfortunately i don't think that'll be the case i, agree. I don't think you go out <laughs> of your way to get tom cruise and you're like yeah you'll play the side character that we see for one quest the only way that happens is if they don't advertise it at all and it's sort of an easter egg yep i think that's the only way that happens if he's any way sort of like they want to say tom cruise is in our game i think he's going to play a major role whether it be sort of like the end game villain or character or whatever it is 
um, and you don't really spend too much time with them, so he doesn't have to dedicate a lot of VO, but he is there and he's a presence. Spacey. That could be the case. When they had Spacey yeah. and Spacey was in COD, which obviously we know Spacey now is a scumbag. Um, but yeah, like just have to add that in. Hey, the truth's the truth. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it's like he didn't, he done his work and then got out of there, right? They weren't, you wouldn't have thought, you wouldn't see, he didn't see him on stage, did we? I don't think so. He was just in the game. No. Right? It was just so I, game, yeah. I, I agree with you though, Crash, more than Matt, unfortunately, which is like, you don't spend Tom Cruise money to have him just be there for a voice line, right? Like this, yeah. unless it's just a cameo, which again, yeah. I don't think this gets picked up if it's just a cameo. Well, I, I think, oh no, I think 100% it gets picked up. Like, I, I, look, Bethesda aren't the ones coming out here and saying Tom Cruise is in our game. This is a rumor that websites are, are reporting on because Tricks. SEO. <laughs> Tom Cruise plus Xbox, Tom Cruise plus Bethesda in a headline works, right? And Starfield, whatever. Um, and so, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think if it's small, Bethesda don't push this and it's a nice little Easter egg. I do wonder how, like, Bethesda games are tongue-in-cheek, right? We're just talking about tone. Um, I think you have to kind of make this a bit ridiculous if he's in it. And, and therefore, I don't know if they do it, right? Like, I think either Tom Cruise plays a robot with the personality of Tom Cruise. Like, I think you, you play it really tongue in cheek if you're going to do it. And like, yeah. And so, and I don't know if Tom Cruise would be up for that. I don't know if Tom Cruise is the sort of person to do that or if he, if he wants it to be more serious, right? Like, do we know anything about Tom Cruise? Like, do we actually know anything about Tom Cruise? I know he's a very good actor and does his own stunts, if I'm not mistaken. That's, that's all yeah, I know about breaks, Tom Cruise. Breaks his own leg and flies his own helicopters and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's all I, I know. Do you want a little Tom Cruise fun fact? Sure. Why the heck not? There is a bakery, supposedly, in London that basically exclusively makes cakes for Tom Cruise, and he sends, like, an insane amount of Christmas cakes out to people and outlets and journalists that he's friends with. And uh, oh, what's the name of the, the brand? They're under the, the company that I work for, uh, and they get a cake every year from Tom Cruise. Uh, Cinema Blend, that's it. Uh, they get, they're on the Tom Cruise Christmas cake list. There's a little Tom Cruise fun fact for you. What you were saying? Think, you know, doesn't look right. I'm gonna be honest. I think we have to start reporting more on Tom Cruise news, even if it's not okay. Xbox related. I'll give, you a, I'll give you a fun Tom Cruise fact. My, every Tom, week. my Tom Cruise and me <laughs> sounds good. Hey, if, he's, if he's gonna be in Bethesda games from now on, why not? Moving on, we'll get him on the show. The Ascent uh, launch date uh, is July 29th, and a happy fact about that is it will be in Game Pass as well. This is absolutely brilliant news. Obviously, it's something that we care about. It's something that we... Uh, it's a game that we care about. At least I know I do. I'm pretty sure the other guys are definitely looking forward to playing it, and it always helps when it launches in Game Pass, right? Yes, I absolutely agree. I think this was yes. one of the things where this sort of came out of nowhere that it's coming with game pass it was just sort of there one day which hopefully we get more of these as well uh, well this is one of those games that i think like again this is a smaller title right so we didn't need yeah. it it doesn't need to be on a stage or things like that like it's like people will now play this a lot of people will probably if they own both consoles will probably play it on game pass more than they would have done um i don't know if it's is it exclusive actually i don't know if it is coming to um, yeah i think it's only coming to i think it's only xbox, xbox and pc xbox, xbox pc, PC yeah. steam um windows store probably like whatever yeah. cool uh next one we got a question about which is uh from a wild jami enters and says do you see microsoft swooping in and buying a few new studios with this news this news being warner brothers games fate unknown after this discovery and warner brother media merger so 
I I was following this one, but I couldn't quite follow it properly because I didn't quite understand the ins and outs of it. Um, from my understanding, from a top level, and you guys can, can sort of uh, jump in and, and tell me if I'm wrong or right, is they've been bought, WB have been bought out by Discovery or, or splitting up some of their parts with Discovery. And the so, games part of that is some of the games are going with them. Some of them are saying it's all over the place, right? Yeah. So AT&T sold off WB uh, Media, which is everything, which is HBO Max. It's the network. It's uh, I think DC would end up being included in that as well. I'm not entirely sure, but I, I'm pretty sure that that gets included in that as well. It was being bought out by Discovery. I think it's being sold as a merger with Discovery. Uh, I think so, that's the official wording. I don't know what that really let me, means. Let me hear you. This is the tweet that I'm reading okay. here from Julia Alexander, who says, correcting part of this tweet, which must have been something else. Uh, one, the sale includes some of WB uh, slash uh, W Bros. W Bros. Jesus. Warner Bros. Interactive slash Warner Bros. Games, but not all. Second, the sale does not include DC Comics Discovery, though the new the venture sale does now... Include does include, sorry, DC Comics, yeah, Discovery through the new venture, now effectively co-owes DC Comics with WB, and for those who do care about this sort of thing, Rooster Teeth is part of the sale, yes. So, people are now, for the things that actually matter to us, right, people are now thinking that Xbox are going to go and buy up some more studios, though that means they would, they still wouldn't get the IPs, of yeah. these games that these studios work on, right? So it's still back to the same argument that we've been having for the longest time, which is it's all well and good going to buy WB when the rumor was out there, which that means there definitely was discussion. Yeah. I guarantee Xbox 1000% had the discussion about buying them. Nah, I believe that rumor now. But what that does leave was they knew they weren't getting the IP and the, the IP is what WB are known for, right? It's... What what do they do? Batman, Lego, Lord of the Rings, of the Rings Harry, Harry Potter. Potter. Those are the big ones. Um, they have ones. they have a bunch of smaller ones. I'm pretty sure Aliens under there, Rambo, a bunch of stuff like that falls under WB if I'm not mistaken as well. Interesting. Yeah. Do you think the question I suppose that was posed to us by Yami is: Do you think Xbox go and pick up any of these studios and buy them just to add to the no. add to the portfolio? Um, I don't think so. I think any of like the the big studios, the important studios, probably are going to go through the Discovery merger, or there would be a reason why AT&T would keep them. Like, we'll keep this, we'll keep this as an in-house game studio or something along those lines. I don't see anything Microsoft would really want. And then even, even if like Rocksteady was available, again, we get back to the point, like you mentioned, we talked about it was, do they want Rocksteady without Batman, right? Imagine Rocksteady... And then they go and partner with Marvel on something, though. They buy Xbox, buy Rocksteady, and then Xbox go to Marvel and say, "Hey, we got the guys that made Batman. What can we get from you guys?" And then we get an exclusive. The way Sony's got Spider-Man, Xbox get an exclusive. Oh, I don't know. They're, you know, I don't really, they're Moon Knight. too small. Moon Knight's too small. I'm thinking. I don't think there's any Black Widow they could possibly do. Black Panther. A Hawkeye. <sighs> I it needs to be an A list. It has to be an A list. It has to Captain America game. It has to be an oh. A list. It can't be a B list. Moon Knight. Would you Moon say Knight. Hawkeye's Get the hell out of here. Moon Knight. Moon Knight Hawkeye's uh, B list. First of all, Hawkeye's B list. Uh, Don't chat all, to me. All right. Hawkeye. Uh, Moon Knight has his own Disney Plus TV B-list. show coming out. B list. Own Disney Plus TV show. 
Oh, Moon Knight is like D list. I I just want to point he does this have out. Disney Plus show. A majority of these Avengers that everybody considers A list, they used to be B list characters. But they're now A list. But they're now yeah. A list. All right. I Microsoft so, is trendsetters. They're out here trying to turn Moon so Knight to the next. You know best what? Thing. Squirrel Girl game from Rocksteady coming soon. Let's <laughs> love it. it. Yeah. Yeah, I, don't, I, will, I, I don't think it happened <laughs> i will yeah. never be surprised to read a headline microsoft has bought x anymore so True. if they buy more studios i believe it <laughs> like yeah no i i get that i think it's just more the the optics of all this right the optics just don't yeah. they don't seem right they don't seem right for me no i agree um but yeah next up gta 6 unlikely this year take two plans to release 21 games between now and march it's a lot of damn games let me tell you a lot of, it's damn, a games. Lot of damn games Did, was any of us expecting gta anytime soon like no. like they just they just announced gta 5 is getting pushed to next gen which is obviously big uh, for people that care about that, I guess. Um, I've actually just started playing it on PC, so interesting. Mm. Um, apparently, not meant to play it with a keyboard and mouse. That, let me. Can I just? Can I just say one thing before before we move on? I've never understood this. Yeah. PC games that don't play well on keyboard and mouse. You got to fix that. That doesn't make GTA, sense. GTA. GTA is all lock on though, isn't it? So like. That with the keyboard and mouse from the off is just, eh. But you've got you've got to fix that sort of thing. Like I do sure. not pay. You do not buy a thousand pound PC to then plug in an Xbox controller. Some people do, and that's okay. Uh, that's I, okay. But I should have the option to play both. I'm playing GTA. Everyone's taking the Mickey out of me. Crash. I was playing GTA <laughs> in Discord the other day, just relaxing, yeah. driving, and then Ant shout out to Ant said to me, "Are you playing on keyboard and mouse?" I'm like, "Yeah." He's like, no, 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 you don't play this game on keyboard and mouse. I'm like, what do you mean? What do you mean you don't play on keyboard and mouse? Makes no sense. Well, what in your experience is bad about it? No, no, no. It wasn't for me. It wasn't bad. Oh, it's just it was the, the fact that my friends were taking the Mickey out ribbon. of me for doing no. it. That's just them taking the Mickey out. I'm not yeah, having it, mate. You don't. No one takes the Mickey board. out of me. <laughs> <laughs> I, honestly, I think when somebody buys GTA on on pc they're buying it to mod it for the most part like yeah when it first came out people were Role buying play, it to, like, stuff play like that legitimately. yeah yeah but yeah uh do anyone we're not surprised by gta 6 not coming this year right when do you if oh, i had to, when do you think gta 6 will come if you if i had to ask you like just pick a number pick a date out of the sky and do it a year a year not a date um a year out of the sky where where would your head go for the right time to release a new gta remember we didn't get a new gta last gen we got content, we yeah. got brand new content for online stuff, but we never got single player content. We're still playing a 360 game for all intents and purposes. Like, that is what we're playing here. When do you think we get a new GTA? 2024. The earliest. I was going to say 2025. I was going to say that at first. Keep this so. Yeah. No. Okay. Um, remember. Yeah, I, I, it's I, a long way out. Yeah. Uh, 2023? I wouldn't be surprised if they come out of nowhere in 2023. Because they always do that too. thing where they like do the web, they do a website and it's like a countdown. And then I mm -hmm. remember being in school and like checking it every single day. And then they would drop a screenshot per day and stuff like. I could see them totally doing something like that in 2023. And the game doesn't come out till 2024. Oh yeah, I could see that. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, GTA Online still does really well. And like you said, they don't do single player DLC. They kind of do. They just throw it in the multiplayer 
Yeah. Because there is like storylines and characters you can follow in the multiplayer. I think that's where they sort of <laughs> with the characters the two. that I fell in love with. I put GTA Five is up there as one of my best five games of all time. Right? Yeah. I didn't get a Trevor expansion, and Trevor went on to explode as an actor, the person who played him. Right, Stephen? Yeah. Like we just didn't get like that sort of DLC I, that I would have liked. If you're looking at like GTA Four, I don't think we would have gotten a DLC with Trevor. It would have been well, some side true. character that's in the true. game. We got we yeah. got Ballard, Gay Tony and yeah. the Lost and Damned, which is the motorbike stuff, right? Yeah. Spoilers so. for GTA Five, but they do give you the option at the end of that game to kill them all. Yeah, like, but that's all not the main characters can die or not. It's not canon. Huh? It's not canon in my is head. Is it not? What no, is considered canon? In your head. All right, great. <laughs> well, no, okay, look. There's every single time a game does this now, it's very obvious. In Resident Evil 7, you had that decision. One was very obviously not canon. The, usually what I do in those type of situations... What, what are you putting faces for? Matt P, what are you putting faces? It doesn't matter. Don't Isn't the outcome the same, regardless of what you decide to no. do? No! Hmm. Can we just spoil Resident Evil 7 and talk about this properly? No. Somebody was replaying it. So no, not. we cannot. Okay, Don't worry. I've got... Hey, I'm not that guy on a podcast. I refuse to just do spoilers like that. Because there's always some... I don't care if it's the oldest thing on Earth... There is always somebody who has either not played it, wanting to play it, thinking about playing it. I'm not a spoilery guy like that. I, I try yeah. not to be that guy. I really, or I do the thing where I say spoilers are coming and then I'll go like five, four. I'm like proper boring because it happens to me all the time. I hate it. When, when I kind of find it all the time and I hate them for it. Like the other day I did it with Uncharted 4 um, and I was just like, Yes, it's my fault. I know it's my fault. I bought my PS4 with Uncharted 4 and didn't finish it. It's my fault that the ending got spoiled. I know, but I managed to avoid it. We had this with Final Fantasy EOG. Documentary should not be putting spoilers just out of nowhere. Um, I'm going off on a tangent. I'm sorry, guys. I didn't mean it. I'm sorry. I'm bringing myself back in. Let's carry on with the news. Let's carry on with the news. I'm sorry. No spoilers on my watch. No spoilers on my watch. Uh, <laughs> EA is building a new third-person open-world studio. Uh, this one was written by Windows Central. Our friends over at Windows Central. Shout out to them. Uh, this one was from Zachary Body, who says, The stuff you need to know here. Electronics Arts is building a brand new game studio based out of Seattle uh, to head... To head at the now nameless studio, EA has brought in um, on sorry has brought on X Monolith Productions Vice President Kevin St uh, Stevens. Kevin Stevens is, is most known for heading development of Middle Earth, Shadow of War, and Shadow of War. Uh, the studio will be built to develop new open world action adventure games with a little details shared today. Big news: EA going back to single player. It is big news. Yeah very big um a opening a whole new studio for that means that they really plan on investing in it as well you talk. um i yeah <laughs> i think they got a good person uh to do it as yeah. far as like i think his games are well received i prefer the first the uh, shadow of war game yep. but, like they're both they're both pretty pretty good um i'm really really interested to see what they work on if it's going to be an original ip if they're going to go into a license with anybody i don't know if anybody wants to do licenses with ea too much anymore i'd assume that they will just because ea is like a household name in gaming it's like they come to you they want to do a deal with you it's something you'll probably think about yeah 
No, I, yeah, you're right. You're right. And um, yeah, I think the problem with uh, the second Shadow of uh, the Shadow of Mordor was the second one. Was that right? Uh, Shadow of War was the War second. second. Mordor was the first yeah. one. Yeah. I think with that was EA getting involved with that whole microtransaction nonsense at the ending and all that stuff. That's where that game fell apart for me. That The rest of the game was a lot of fun and I really enjoyed it. It was just the ending where I was like, why is it turned into this and why do I have to grind anything for this ending? Like, makes no sense. Um, but yeah, no, I think this is big. Obviously, I always want to see the big, big companies, so EA, Ubisoft, etc., etc., be working in the open-world third-person space because they're my favorite genre of games. Um, so happy about this one. Definitely very happy. Crush. Me too. Nothing to add. Overwatch 2. Oh, There's a lot yes. of news about Overwatch 2, my dude. And I know you're a big yes. Overwatch fan. Matt, do you like Overwatch? Yes, yes, yes. Um, I played it when it first came out and played it a fair bit. Um, but uh, yeah, I haven't touched it in many, many a year. Yeah, no, me uh, too. Overwatch 2 is exciting. I play when Crash forces me to play, and that's about it. We've played like, I think, once or twice. That's about it. There you go. That's the only times I've played. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Overwatch 2, new PvP changes, um, and new map, and everything announced from the live stream. Did you watch the live stream, Crash? I watched a good portion of it. I watched like the first half or something like that. Then I so what were your most exciting things? Uh, they're dropping it down from... Normally it's a 6v6 mode, right? They're yep. dropping it down to a 5v5 mode. Okay. And with that come a whole bunch of like meta and balance changes. They're trying to make, uh, they're trying to give tanks more agency and sort of a ripple effect to the whole game, which explains why this game's taking out so long to come out. Cause it's not, mm. it's a new game, but it's not a fully new game. Cause not. if you have overwatch one, that multiplayer will work when overwatch two comes out. Right. Mm -hmm. It's still a continued experience in that regard. The new thing about overwatch two is really the PVE experience, which they haven't talked more since they first announced it. Mm -hmm. Um, so I originally thought this game would come out in 2019, I think, uh, is when it announced, and it did not. We're in 2021 now, and it's looking like it'll probably be like a 2022 release. Yeah. But it makes sense with the with switching it from a 6v6 mode to a 5v5 mode, and all the ripple effects and challenges you have to do, right? You have to look at everybody's crowd control they were talking about. How do you make a tank who doesn't have a shield be as relevant as a tank who does have a shield right there's a lot of moving pieces that they have to fix and work on and it makes sense now um i think the 5v5 is honestly it, so many people are torn about it and there's been a big debate and argument some people say it's the worst thing ever and it's killing overwatch and some people say it's akin to um adding the three-point line in like basketball or something like that oh, it changes okay. the game for a very positive way okay. um so I, I I'm looking forward to it. I think uh, having one tank fixes a lot of the issues that Overwatch previously had that people started stepping away from because there were certain metas in Overwatch that revolved around like two tanks. Uh, I think it'll make also watching it interesting because with six people, it gets kind of hectic, especially when there's two tanks. Now it's clear like there'll be an opening and hopefully that means that players can also play it better, but it's also more enjoyable viewing experience in terms of the uh, esports aspect of it as well. It says here, again, you're the Overwatch guy, I'm not. It says Assault will be removed from competitive play. So what oh, does yeah. that mean? So Assault is a specific game mode where oh. there's like, do you know, do you remember the one where there's three points that you have to capture as a person? Yeah. You go, you capture one point, and then you have to move to the next point. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. Changes. It's not always three, it's usually two, actually. Um, 
So they're getting rid of that completely, and they introduced a new game mode, which they revealed, I think, in, back in 2019, where you basically have a payload, and you move it to one side, and you start capturing it, and, and then the, the push, other team's the push goal maps, is to right? move it the other way. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. I like yeah. that one. So that's, yeah. We, no, not, not that. Not the one that's in Overwatch 1 currently. Oh, you I like the, this one. This that's is the train, right? Yeah. What, like, what's the one in the Overwatch I, One where now, where like you you both start on other side of the map, and then you have to push the thing through, and the other team's trying to stop you, right? That's that's yeah. So that's is that not, not what this, this is then? Is. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. So this is there's a robot in the middle of it, and there's two platforms that need to get pushed. So whoever has more people on it, I think, is the way it works. Oh yeah, it pushes Blizzard towards is, that side. Blizzard's working on more push maps than just tornado. Yeah, so they have two push maps right now that they showed off. I think. Um, oh. And what it essentially is, you want to move it. Both sides have to move the goalpost towards the objective, and you can sort of ping pong it, and it'll move spawns depending on where it is. It's a really interesting mode, uh, which it looked fun. It looked like it was a way shorter mode, which the problem with some of the Overwatch maps is that the maps just take way too long, too long. sometimes, yeah. the matches. Yeah, so this looks like it'll speed it up a bit. Fair it's enough. It's always, kind of, always kind of mind-blowing to me how much math are involved in these games right like one little tweak that a lot of us would think nothing of right moving it from five to five to six to six or vice versa just impacts the game so massively right i always think of like smash brothers as well like these little tweaks the all the characters they add and that game is still relatively balanced um is just mind-blowing to me and so yeah the love and care the overwatch team put into their game is is absolutely clear and so whatever changes they make you know are well thought through and best for the game at the end of the day. And so, uh, and if they're not, they'll change them back, right? So, yeah. you know, so nothing set in stone right now. Yeah. You know, Matt, that you say that, right? Making video games, you need to be a smart person, right? That I think, I think generally to make a video game, you need to be a smart person. And I think that's why, you know, when us dyslexic people and other people that struggle to read and the notes in video games is why that just gets glossed over and missed because mm. people that make video games are very smart people. So they have yeah. very good comprehension skills. They're able, their reading ability is obviously going to be very good. Things like that, right? I was thinking about it the other day where I was like, of course they're going to put in these giant, obviously I've been playing a ton of Resident Evil. So I'm like, whose idea was it to put this wall of text in this? But if you are someone who makes a video game, you're super smart and you can read and you can you can do all this stuff right you're, you're not just you're not dyslexic or or have any you probably you may be dyslexic because dyslexic people are very creative people let's not get it yeah. twisted but the dyslexic person is not the person writing all the notes let me tell you sure. um and i think <laughs> like, um it's very interesting that you like you say that about like numbers and things like that is all i think uh, people often don't think of uh, like when you're making something like a video game when you're making a large-scale project so much of it is just problem solving it's yep. oh we've added this and now we need to fix this problem and so it's it's fixing problems all the way until you have an end product yeah and often yeah you're right like those things get missed you know it's the same when i'm making a video right the captions get missed sometimes like i miss subtitling stuff sometimes yep. and it's because there are so many problems to solve along the way you're trying to hit a deadline when you're there you're there like it's gotta go yep and so um yeah, I understand why these things get overlooked and it's nice to see the industry coming together, right? Like, uh, 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 oh, what was it called? Awareness Day uh, was just the other day. Accessibility oh, Awareness yeah. Day. Oh, yeah. It was just the other day. And so there's this massive conversation around this sort of stuff now and it's, it's great to see. Um, it's only going to get better. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I totally understand why these things get missed because 
it's like, man, we got to hit this deadline. We've got to get Resident Evil out. We would love to do all these things. I'm sure there are those conversations happening, uh, but they just can't do it. Yeah. So I understand. Let's get through these last I two th- bits before... Go on, Crash. Go before I... Before I was I just going to say, um, I think in terms of like just a wall of text, a lot of times for a developer, it isn't even necessarily they see it as a wall of text because they're no. not even looking at the document. They're just like, here's this piece of information that you can get here. Yeah. yeah. You know? Let's mm. quickly get for the, these last pieces. Obviously, Summer Game Fest is back again with Jeff Keighley. Uh, he's announced the first lineup, and, and the date will be Thursday, June 10th. The live show will kick off. Um, I think Jeff has also gone on record saying it's going to be about two hours long, um, which is good. The partners that we can see so far are 2K, Activision, Amazon Games, Annapurna, Bandai Namco, Blizzard, Capcom. Uh, a lot of your regulars you've got ea here epic games uh Koch media playstation xbox wb ubisoft sega obviously there's a lot more but uh steam's on here square enix as well um were you looking forward to e3 i'm getting excited now to be honest with you it's really one of those ones now. where i am i am getting very very excited oh there you go Chris has added it in here for me the information um of the big stuff you need to know so it's yeah. one big sh- it's it's one big show similar to um the Game Awards or Gamescom. There's going to be about 20 to 30 games shown. A lot of live service games are participating. Um, this is all from uh, Nibble. And the last one here is, quote, I think uh, there are going to be some big announcements and some long-awaited things, end quote, about all this at Summer Games Festival. So exciting times. It's good to have yeah. Jeff sort of take lead and go, okay, we've got E3. And the big boys are going to do their conferences. Perfect. Okay, everyone who's not on the big boy show, come over here. Hey, you. Yep. Annapurna, we see you over here. Come on. Come on. All right, what you got to show? And then we can put that all together into one big showcase as well. And then I haven't got to spread my life across 10,000 different things, which is, yeah, interesting. But I'm glad, I'm glad this uh, is happening. I also think it's a much better shift from what was happening last year with uh, whatever Jeff Keighley was doing, where it was very like spread out. Here's yep. this event. Here's this event. And he also, I th- it's an interview, and I think he has a quote in the interview where he's like, don't over-expect on this. Sort of keep expectations down, because I think that's one thing that people always have to get reminded of. Yep. They're always expecting like, oh, we're going to see every AAA game here. Is- we'll see Elder Scrolls at Summer's Game Fest. We'll see it at the Xbox conference. We might even see it at the Nintendo conference. Who yeah. knows, you know? No, oh, yeah, you're right. I think expectations are super key. Doesn't mean my announcements or uh, my, uh, not announcements, sorry. My predictions are going to be like that, but that's what, yeah. that's what I did. I'm, I'm in the same boat when you said, are you excited now for E3? Probably too excited, if anything. <laughs> like, I'm just like... Yeah, and my expectations are all over the place, but um, and I keep trying to rein myself in. I just can't. One of the big things you missed out here was uh, including a performance by Weezer. So. I, I couldn't give two craps about Weezer. That's why I missed that. But one um, thing I do care about, moving on, <laughs> Evil Within IP has been registered for continued use. Yes! Woo. I love Evil Within, love the series, and that was one of the big games when Xbox bought Bethesda. That was one of the games I was like, Please tell me this means we're going to get another Evil Within. And it looks like we might do possibly, kind of. I mean, registering the continued use for an IP doesn't mean anything in no. in turn. It's just them capped, keeping the, the IP. Um, but fingers crossed, I think this is good news. I generally do. I think after Tango finished uh, Ghostwire Tokyo, the people that are interested in, in doing another Evil Within are going to get that opportunity, which is going to be dope to have a new Evil Within. That would be amazing. 
Game Pass games this month. SnowRunner, Peggle 2, Plants vs. Zombies, Battle for Neighborville, uh, Secret Neighbor, The Catch, Carp, and some fishing game everyone the wild at heart uh knockout city which should have been in their day one don't know why that wasn't yeah. in their day one uh meat eater uh, man eater sorry meat eater technically kind of the same thing uh conan exiles fusion frenzy big boy game uh joyride toba uh turbo uh mecha warrior five slam rancher and solar star solo star crown sure. of the magic star um and spell force all come into game parts and the ones leaving is bro force kingdom hearts 1.5 and 2.5 oh no uh kingdom hearts 2.8 final chapter surviving mars void bastards um are all leaving game pass on the 31st this is one of those ones that i'm upset about because it's my what, own kingdom stupid hearts? fault me too you're, you're muted crush but uh because it's my own stupid fault of i had the opportunity to play these games I should have took that opportunity. Me too. And I didn't. <laughs> With my silence for that. I want I want a Final Fantasy VII-esque remake for Kingdom Hearts because I do feel like people who love that game love that game. I feel like if I went back, it would be so dated for me and, and rough. Oh, you want a remake it's, of... Sorry. Yeah. I get what you're... Sorry. I, want, I, I, want to I didn't to, comprehend what you were saying there. That will happen at some point. At yeah, some point in time, it, it will happen. Not yet. No, not anytime soon. Yeah. But it will happen at some point. Square Enix are going to need money at some point. Like that, that also print money. That would print money whenever they do it. Exactly. <laughs> so, Games with gold this month are very bad. But uh, Armelo, May 1st to May 31st. Dungeons 3, May 16th to June 15th. Uh, Xbox 360 games, Tropica 4 um may 16th to may 31st and obviously a big 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 shout out to the potato squad what up potato squad how you all doing welcome all for being here i appreciate each and of you this is the post show within a show and uh we appreciate you being here yeah this is special for you and if you don't know what the potato show is you go back to next week last week and the week before we don't explain potato squad all right we don't explain it let's plug exists. plug plug and get ourselves out <laughs> rule here, number lads. one of potato squad is don't talk about potato squad facts Facts. Yeah, even though you hashtagged it. You thought I weren't gonna notice. You did. You, you thought did. I weren't gonna notice. Wait, if you if you were if you were in the Discord as well, you would have seen t shirt design that I made. I did just, see it. Just People excited yeah. about it. Just saying. That was a terrible was, design. <laughs> Fix wasn't talking about Potato Squad. Fix was doing the right thing. He saw it and he kept silent about it. That's true. That Crash. True. You know why? Because real G's move the si loose silence like when Star <laughs> yeah. Wait, real G's loose silence? I tried. I could never say it properly, but I know what I've got that meaning. If you know, you know. That's all that matters. It's plug, 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 get some <laughs> out of here. Chris, what <laughs> you got to plug this week? Uh, I'm going to plug the My Xbox and Me TikTok page that Matt's been oh. absolutely killing it on. Mm -hmm. Like, absolutely killing the TikTok game. Congratulations. I love you. I appreciate you for that. Matt? We just plug this I want to give a shout out to Stead because they tweeted at me uh, on Twitter and said, "Hey Matt, there's Xbox Series X stock in Curry's right now." And did uh, you get I one? Appreciate the, the shout out. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. Uh, it's a bad bad timing for me. I, I, I Payday is just around the corner. Like I need to. We need to put the money aside. I wasn't ready. I wasn't prepared. You ain't got a credit card? Um, sure, but like I spent it all on Bitcoin. Um, if you did that, we got problems. <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> we um, got problems because let me tell you, they just had a dip. I think, and um, now you're in trouble. <laughs> yeah, I, th I think. Um, I think. I think. I'll. I'll probably end up getting one before the end of the year, but uh, probably not. 
not during the summer. Fair uh, enough. Yes, I appreciate I appreciate the shout outs. I appreciate everybody in the Discord uh, trying to help me out. I really, really do appreciate that. Thank you very much. You can find me everywhere at MC Fixer. The big thing to push this week, I guess, would be more MC Fixer. YouTube.com slash more MC Fixer. It's my gameplay channel. We're trying to get to a thousand subscribers over on that channel. Obviously, subscribe to this channel and every channel that we have uh, out there. But yeah, more MC Fixer. YouTube.com slash more MC Fixer. We've got a couple of shorts on there, but me and Shotgun McPay, my editor, for that. Uh, we're working really hard to try and get that channel monetized. So we need a thousand subscribers over there. So if you're someone who listens to my Xbox and me and enjoys me and my content, please do consider going to hit the sub button over there. We've got more work to do, but until next time, we will love you, leave you, and see you all later. Goodbyes. Goodbye. Love you, bye.